You know, Larry, talk about ad-libbing a podcast. <laughs> you know, we kind of we kind of put this together. I'm Scott Farber. He, of course, is Larry Mallory. I'm not going to read the long list today because we're short on <laughs> but time. But I have you a friend. That's right. <laughs> so we can remember. That's right. Now, Larry's going to be speaking tonight. We're on location in Nashville. What's the event tonight? Uh, tonight we're having the Tennessee State University Salute to Greatness. And it's a uh, uh, all of the former Tennessee State players that played in the National Football League. They'll be coming to this event tonight in an effort to help raise money for uh, improving the stadium, creating a better locker room, and just creating some uh, more, more funds for the athletic department. Now, what everybody is going to be able to find on GBCTV.net is a uh, video that hasn't been edited yet, but... You know, you and I kind of took you down memory lane yesterday. We, we drove to Tennessee State and started getting your reactions as you were starting to see the things that you haven't seen in years. And then uh, when we got you to the campus, it's changed quite a bit, hasn't it? I mean, uh, amazingly changed to the point where all I could remember was where the... Um, different dormitories were. Right, right, right. Yes, you, you pointed out which one were the women dormitories to us. The stories are getting bigger, guys, as uh, Larry gets older. But, <laughs> but yeah, we, we had a chance really to visit the campus and see the improvements. Um, the president of the co college has done a fantastic job in, in attracting more students, a, a wide diversity of students, not just African-American students. Right, right. It was a beautifully diverse campus. Um, when I was there, Jefferson Street, which was named after Jefferson Street, I mean, well, Joe Gilliam was named after Jefferson Street, Joe Gilliam. That street went entirely uh, throughout through the campus to right, the other right, side. Now, right. they basically have like a roundabout right. and it's a beautiful uh, introduction to the campus. Uh, the signage is beautiful. It's just completely different. And the places that we used to go that were just fields now right, right. are effective, uh, effective um, you know, places on campus. You know, one of, one of the things that you noticed that I really, you know, it, you know, it made me laugh is that you go, the students all have cars. Was that not amazing? <laughs> but I think Yeah, we had bicycles in our day. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah. right. It, it couldn't move around as much. Right. And I, and I think I said that because you because know, you were amazed. <laughs> right, I was amazed, but I knew that you also had children in college. Right, right. So I didn't. Yeah, and they had their cars. Some cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh man. But um, um, tell me your reaction when you saw the football field for the first time in years. You know, uh, my immediate re reaction was something that you and I have spoken about on our other podcast, which was five, ten, and ten. Right, right. Um, that five, ten, and ten was something that happened to players when they did something wrong. Right. This was a punishment, a punishment Coach Gilliam gave to you guys. Exactly. Yeah. But he always he was always there with us no matter the weather. And what it did, it created a discipline, I think, uh, right. that honestly carried us into the professional ranks very comfortably. We practiced so hard at Tennessee State, especially defensive players. By the time we got to the pros, the practices really weren't as difficult. Right. And there's a first knock on the offensive players because <laughs> they practiced hard, especially the defensive players. Now, look, remind me again. Did you play offense or defense? I played defense. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't play baseball. That's, that. that's right. That's the other story that amazes me. The defense had to practice year-round, so you couldn't play baseball. But let me, you know, you say these five uh, tens. Tell everybody what, what you were doing for this punishment. They don't know what that means. Well, 5, 10, and 10 was a punishment that uh, happened to you both educationally and athletically. 
as defensive players, you had to go to class and have your teacher sign a document to say that you were there. Right, right. If you didn't go to that class, you had to pay money and roll 5, 10, and 10. Right. And so from an athletic well, standpoint. No, tell us what rolling means. Oh, oh rolling means yeah, yeah. that uh, 5, 10, and 10 means you got on the ground and you rolled on the ground with your equipment on. 500s. Roll. Five, 100 yards. So you went the length of the football field five, five times. times. Then you got up and ran 10, one, 10 100s and 10 50s. And you did that more than once? I did that one summer. I was not supposed to go home for the summer, and I did. I can't remember the exact numbers, but I had something like 150, 250, 250. And I had to do every one of them. And Coach Gillum, be it rain, sleet, or snow, he was right there with everyone. I wasn't the only one doing yeah, it, right? Yeah. But he was right there with us throughout every, every one of those punishments. Now, now, Tennessee State, you know, it's always amazed me as I've got to know you better, how many people actually went to the NFL from your school? The numbers were huge. You know, we've talked about it before. Almost the whole classes would go year after year. True, true. Um, in my era in the 70s, we 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 would have 20 or so seniors, and most of them would go to the NFL at least get a shot. At right, the NFL. right. So you're right. Uh, I think the the development process at Tennessee State, especially for defensive players, actually made the pros uh, almost an expected step. Right, you right, know, right. Coach Gillum did such a good job in not only get, getting you right athletically, but getting you right educationally. Right, right. And I think that players that that when coaches reinforce the education side of athletics, it doesn't give you as much fear if you're cut. Right, right. You know, a lot of guys, if they totally focus on athletics and then they go to the pros and they're cut, now what do I do next? Right, right. In fact, I think we met a few young men. Well, you know, yesterday I was going to ask you about that. We met two guys that were working out. One guy is obviously a bodybuilder. <laughs> I mean, he, he was. Good shape. Yeah, yeah, you know, and of course he's the one who had the shirt off. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. That. You know, um, but the other young man, when uh, I introduced you to them, he looked at you, you know, because you asked him, is he going to the NFL? And he said he didn't get the call, but he was all conference, you know, the whole time he was at Tennessee State. And that, that's the reality of how difficult it really is. You know, and he's still trying. The bodybuilder is going into a career already, not the NFL. But... So that kid who desperately is still working out a year after he graduated, still hoping to get his shot, has the, the college numbers to worthy a shot, is he going to get a chance ever, do you think? It, it, it's at a point in his career where it's very important that he goes to the right team with a need that he possesses. He's right, been able right. to satisfy a need for a team. You know, we always talked about football players like Greyhound buses. Right. When one leaves, another one is coming. Right, right. So in many cases, if you don't, if you don't meet your era and, right, and right. enter the league, you know, after your college career, doing your era, it makes it a bit more difficult. Yeah, because you know, because seating is limited. You know, even on the Greyhound bus. And you know, you know, Scott, the the reflection is the development of all these leagues, and you know, that says how much talent is out. Right, there. right. It's a whole bunch of talent that never really never makes never yeah. ever, ever makes the NFL. Well, I always thought about that in, in all sports. Th think of the guys that never got the shot that could have become stars. You know, a lot of people develop after they become a professional. Right. They're good enough just to get there, but well, 
and with Tom Brady drafted last, That's right. you know, and you know, the best quarterback ever, maybe, you know, so it's, uh, um, it's interesting. So, you know, you just hope people get their opportunities, yeah. you know, now tonight, um, you're going to have a great time because you're going to see a lot of guys you haven't seen forever. So the stories are going to be flowing. You're not going to be named, be able to name everybody. But tell us some of the guys that'll be there tonight. Some of the names we're all going to know. Oh, great, great. Um, um, we have five captains, and the captains are Richard Dent. I was looking for your smile. There you go. <laughs> uh, Ed Tutel Jones, right? Claude Humphrey, Rogers Cromarty, a young man called Pleasant. I forgot his first name, but he was well after us. But he right, right, right. And Claude Humphrey, who is a, a Hall of Famer as yeah, well. Yeah. So we have two Hall of Famers is coming. We, we are really trying to get Ed Jones. Uh, his statistics, uh, we think, qualifies him for the Hall of Fame as well. I can't, I can't us, believe he's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, imagine a, a, a HBCU having three defensive ends yeah, in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah. And honestly, one, one person we've not talked about a lot, and you probably know, is Joe Turkey Jones. Right, right. Joe right, Turkey right, right. broke Theismann's leg, I think. He played for Cleveland. No, no. Uh, what? Um, the, you know uh, what I mean? From the New York Giants, uh, uh, the defensive end. Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, he broke Theismann's leg. Okay, well, the, uh, uh, Joe Turkey broke someone else's leg, but he was a, he was a defensive end as well and a, and a very herald defensive end. Right. You know? So we've had some good defensive players, as you can right, see. Right, right, right. right. State. I'm not one of them. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you're sitting here with a knee brace, like, uh, you know, on your leg, you've you've done a few things. Yeah, yeah, it it it, uh, it goes in and out sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I guarantee you, by tonight, it'll feel a lot better just because of the what adrenaline. You say, the adrenaline and seeing guys I haven't seen it. So. Oh yeah, no, no, it it will be a uh, it will be a good time. Now we ran into uh, Al Davis. Yeah. Now you haven't seen him in ten years. I could see already both of you got so excited when you uh, just saw each other in the hall. Yeah, we had an event. A Tennessee State had an event. And it was around a homecoming. And I'm trying to go find Al. Yeah. Tell, tell him we want to see him. I think the um, the event was around a homecoming. Right, right. And that was the last time I saw Al. Had to be maybe 10 years yeah, ago, even yeah. possibly more. Yeah, yeah. But he still looks good. You yeah, know? He still yeah, looks yeah. good. And he was, uh, at Tennessee State, our seniors were like our mentors. Right. And because of the relationship of historical black colleges, not only were Tennessee State uh, players that were in the pros already or headed toward the pros, other schools would travel around and, you know, try to help upcoming guys like right. myself, give them an idea of the type of skill set and the type of expectations that would happen when we got to the pros. You know, the other thing, too, that I noticed is they have a statue on campus now of all the Olympians. I mean, that was really something special. There were a lot of big names on there. And of course, you know, the biggest in my mind, because, uh, you know, uh, um, I remember following her and watching her was Wilma Rudolph. Yeah. You know, unbelievable, you know, that everybody went to Tennessee State, did something great in athletics. And the statue, as we were riding up on the statue, but we both said, wow, that looks like an Olympic statue. Right, right. It was, yeah, you know, by the football field there. One interesting point, um, you're right, Wyoming Tyus, uh, Chandra Cheeseboro was on there, but my mother actually asked me, she said, Larry, was Margaret Wilburn on there? Now, Coach Wilburn, uh, was a, a high school coach 
he went to Tennessee State. He was a running back here. His son actually played for the Washington Redskins for seven years, and his wife was on the same track team with the Wilma Rudolphs and, and that wow. group and went to wow. the Olympics. So I have to now go back over to the school to make sure that to see if Margaret Wilburn's name is on that statue. Yeah, yeah that, that was something. All right, now let me just throw a different topic at you completely because I got to get this in. The AAF. You were very high on it, and you said it's going to give some competition to the uh, NCAA, you know, and then poof, overnight gone. What what happened? How, how did how did that come with such fanfare and such high expectations, and then just gone? The we don't really have the answer, but our perspective, and we've had good conversations about this. The AAF. Um, it was amazing. In the beginning of their promoting the AAF, we all felt that it was almost a good link for right, right. the NFL. But we thought it would be a challenge to amateur athletics. You know, right, what impact right. would the NCAA have? What impact would HBCUs have? And now, they, I guess the management of that organization wasn't too well because everybody owes money. I just left Memphis, Tennessee, the Memphis Express. Uh, Mike Singletary was a coach down there. Right, right. And the whole, the whole uh, information on t online television was about how much they owed different people and hadn't paid their bills. So wow. all of a sudden, this league is going well, and now guys just, just are Gone. out there again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's a shame for the kids. It is. But is now it? there's two other leagues. There's an XFL. But right. There's a new league called the National League of Football. I don't know much about it yet. I have to do more research. I don't know if that league is has any link, you know, right, with, the, right. with the employees of the AAF. Right. But that's where they're going now to this national league of football. Yeah. To this national